0: Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of You, Me, Connect, the podcast where the Europe territory and the Middle Eastern territory connect, and also you and me connect. Today, we have uh, with us a very, very dear friend of mine from the United States, an expert in uh, blockchain, in uh, cryptocurrencies, and especially in AI, and... uh, He's been testing some of those things, not in just the last years, but from a moment in time where we did not even know those things existed. But to better introduce himself, I will let him do it. Because that's the best way to go. So, Blake, Blake Wilkinson, welcome. And I'm so happy to have you here with us. And it's not uh, very common to have uh, people... your experience being in Romania and talk to us about things that we honestly know very little of we're just searching the internet trying to understand them but explain to us a little bit who's Blake Wilkinson and uh what does he do well thank you so much for having me thank you for bringing me here to Romania
1: it's an incredible place it's a second time that I've been here I love it the people are so welcoming they're so friendly so Thank you very much, and thank you, Romania. Um, I have been in technology my entire life. I was
0: very, very lucky to be born into the tech world. Wow! What you like your entire life? You're what now? You're I'm thirty actually. Oh, you look, you look much younger than that. But you know, good thirty. Ladies, just be aware. I are you married? Not married. No. Single. Single. Ladies, he's here. Grab him. So sorry, so no, no word.
1: Yeah. I got on the computer the first time at about four years old. Oh my God. Very, very fortunate. And then throughout my entire life, I was very lucky to be able to test some of the early and things that are now coming out technology. My family was very deeply involved in IBM and Dell, and it gave me the ability to not only test the machineries and the equipment and the softwares, but also to meet some amazing people throughout my life. I had some incredible teachers, and it was my passion forever.
0: I mean, you were born loving IT. Family grew you up into that. Did you have someone that really, really you followed up on? Was was this someone that you really appreciated?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I can take it back to one of my mentors, one of my teachers. Uh, His name is Alan J. Crow. He's the former CFO of IBM in Texaco. And I'm very grateful for every lesson that he gave to me and every lesson that he taught. So you
0: were taught by the greatest,
1: huh? I was taught by some amazing people in many different worlds. So I'm very, very grateful for all the people that have been around me.
0: Why did you choose this field? Okay, you were born into it, but you could change it at any given time. Uh, I don't think you can. Think oh, really? <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of natural, <but> yeah. <laughs> so when it comes, it comes.
1: and so... It comes, it comes. You're in it. You're involved in it. And uh, if you love it, you love it. If you don't love it, then you go find something else. But... Always loved it. I've loved technology and I've loved the analytical portions behind it. And it's just one of my biggest, strongest passions.
0: So you were there for all the changes. You were there since the beginning of it all. I mean twenty four years ago, twenty-six actually, because you started you you were you were introduced for when you were four, right? So that was twenty six years ago. Where was the WW, the bub, the uh the bubble, right? Yeah, and then uh, you move from there to currently blockchain, and then from blockchain now to this AI. What's going on? I mean, walk us through it, because it seems crazy. It seems like we're becoming obsolete.
1: Oh, somewhat. (laughs) Somewhat. Uh, Actually, I was more involved in AI even before blockchain. So machine learning and machine processing basically simulates a human, and you use automated softwares, and it creates automated systems. So it can make your job a lot easier. One of the top programming languages to be able to use from a basic perspective is Python. And so Python creates that automation where we're at now is the machines are getting smarter and smarter. But in about 2016, I got involved in the blockchain industry. Uh, bought Ethereum at $14. Oh, my God. Yeah. So
0: you must, must be filthy rich. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, good, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> don't forget. Yeah, I'm Mari smart enough. Just don't forget about me. I'm here. <laughs>
1: absolutely absolutely but i was fascinated with it i saw the use cases for it i saw what could happen with it basically what blockchain technology does is it decentralizes data it decentralizes the collection of data and puts it onto different chains and blocks as this whole blockchain uh what we can do with it is it allows us to have more of a transparent and more of a val- valid- validated system in the world so it's going to be moving into Government, supply chain, it can be used for just about everything, even from our phones. And is that happening? It's happening right now. Oh really? Yeah. Predominantly in the financial sector. As everybody knows, cryptocurrency. Yeah. Everybody focuses more on the money side of it. But it's not they lost a lot of money with it. Some people have lost a lot of money, but other people have gained tremendous amounts of money. If we look back in history, when Bitcoin actually came out, it was fractions of cents. And right now, I think it's about twenty six thousand a day. Around there. Oh my god. People have done very, very well. Now, however, in the past couple of years, is when it started to really pick up on the trend, uh, which was not the new trend. This is because we've gone through different cycles in the markets. So when I jumped into it, it was around the same type of concept that happened back in the past two years. So we saw everything start picking up. We saw adoption, and we saw people being very, very interested interested in it, creating new technologies around it as well. So. We had a crash, of course, in about 2017, and then we saw a gradual uptrend until we got to around COVID, when things really, really took off and things really started getting adopted, and people were really starting to pay attention to it. Now, more recently, we've started to pay more attention to everything that's going on in AI, and I'm sure everybody
0: knows the big company ChatGPT. Of course, yeah. I mean some of the things that ChatGPT is doing. I have friends of mine are using it for literally everything. And I was like, oh, you wrote this? No, no. And it was ChatGPT. Some of them tell you, some of them just take the credit themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. It is so
1: helpful. It's so useful and it can be implemented in so many different works of life, making your life just so much
0: easier. And where do blockchain and AI uh, stand? Are they complementary? Are they working together? Yeah. are they extremely, I mean,
1: beyond complimentary. So from a validation perspective, what we're running into with AI is we're running into issues, whether it is real or it's doing what it says it's doing. So how we can integrate blockchain technology into it is we can create validation mechanisms for the AI to be able to make sure it's doing what it says it's doing. And predominantly so far, the focus with AI and with blockchain technologies is supply chain management and the financial industry. We're going to be going more into the educational industry as things get more evolved and even the smart coverage.
0: Okay. So basically what's going on, we're going to decentralize databases. We're going to have uh, blockchain. blockchain understood from you and that's what it's doing. Decentralizing everything, making sure that things are in this uh, ledger system, right? And uh, that uh, we all share the data, so no one can basically twinkle it, th- 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 twinkle with it and uh, change it and all those things. So I think that's a good thing, but that means that some people might lose their power.
1: They might not just lose their power, they might lose some jobs. Yeah. Oh. Very, very much so. So one of our predominant industries in the world is the logistic industry taking up about 30, 35% where we are moving. We are moving to a more automated system integration. So a lot of jobs will be changed. However, that's where the AI is still going to help not only hurt the industry, it will also help the industry because it's going to give the ability to open new doors and new opportunities for new jobs that are going to be created in the
0: next 10 years. Okay. So basically what you're saying is that we should not worry that much. We're not going to be obsolete yet. Not. Nah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna take over everything in the world. We're not gonna see it. Well, you know, we've, that's what I said. We've all seen Terminator. Oh man! I mean, yeah. I, mean uh, I still remember. I was young. Uh, I was like, okay. And uh, when I see what's going on there, uh, looking back at Terminator, kind of looks Skynet-ish. And hey, the funniest thing in this dude literally a company called Skynet. <laughs> oh my God! No, that's not no, helping. <laughs> no, no, but you know, it's 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 really not helping. But still trying to wrap my mind around it because. Uh, you know um you're younger than me I, i'm 44 i was born in 1979 so i was born in an era where we didn't have phones literally there were no phones yeah we got we then we had the one with, where you said operator yes. and then we got the one with the disc then the one with the buttons then we got the first uh, smart with all of these things happening in a very short span if you look at history and of course uh we're lucky because as human beings we adapt pretty fast but still um Isn't it too fast?
1: It is pretty fast. It's definitely fast and it's getting faster and faster. I mean, as time goes on, we evolve quicker and quicker and we adapt to new technologies even quicker. So it can be a little too fast, but it's the natural progression that we are going. in.
0: So a future, a foreseeable future close to us is going to be from what I understand from you, blockchain AI working together. And uh, where are we in all that? We're
1: going to make sure we're maintaining those systems. So we're not just going to be able to maintain those systems. These systems, as they're created, are going to give us the ability to be more creative as a society. It's going to free up our time and help us to evolve even quicker as a human species.
0: Well, yeah, but if we have Elon Musk, we have all the big names saying that AI is a problem and uh, AI is going to do this and that and that and that. And, you know, I'm also an environmentalist. So when I look at the AI and when I look at the world, the biggest plague when it comes to the environment is our consumption. And since we are the one doing the consumption and we are the one consuming things, we are basically the one that are currently responsible for climate change, for all of these things. So it's not a very hard to understand thing from an AI, which lacks emotions because AI lacks emotions, has no empathy. Currently, correct. I'm talking about today, right? So when AI is looking at all of this, it just does a simple equation. Who is destroying the world? The humans. Um, I think that's one of the things that all these big names, uh, Elon Musk and uh, and, uh, Bezos and all these names are currently trying to underline, saying that, uh, you know, there's a problem and the problem of the world are humans so how will ai cope with that how are we going to make sure that it's not going to just launch some nukes and that's it
1: we'll, we'll have to implement and keep rules inside of the ai teach to the ai specific rules that are non breakable as well as come up with something like a kill switch and okay no matter what we have to have a face
0: safeguard to be able to make sure the system is so not going so we're going back to the three laws of robotics of asimov right absolutely do we, does AI currently have that?
1: It does not truly really have that because we're not evolved enough in AI from the general perspective to where that is even a notion, anything that we need to even worry about. AI is not as smart as a human being now. It can only analyze data and it projects data.
0: So it cannot evolve by its own? It can. In some cases, it can know yeah. oh, okay, yeah, exactly. so like, <laughs> you, you know, you're not making me be uh, mar- more at peace, you know. <laughs> no, the one, the
1: one language model that was created over in India actually was taught to be teaching and learning languages. It was only taught a specific amount of languages and then eventually taught itself additional languages as well, which they did. So it can evolve and it is evolving on its own. Which means that we need to start implementing smarter strategies to be able to have those features, like the three laws, implemented into the systems quicker.
0: Okay. So let's go back to my initial question. Where do you see us in five years?
1: In five years, hmm, I see us automating almost everything that we can. I see our logistic industry dissipating and us actually moving away from a human-based integration. And all into a machine integration, so I see about thirty percent of the jobs disappearing.
0: Okay. and us creating new new types of jobs. Yeah. Okay, and now moving back a little bit to the blockchain world, you've been in cryptocurrency. You just mentioned you bought Ethereum for 40 dollars, so that makes you filthy rich. But you don't have to disclose that; it's fine. But the the the, the question that I currently have is. What's going on in the crypto world? I mean, uh, we're currently seeing uh, a bear market, things are not looking good. Uh, Okay, Bitcoin is Bitcoin, but all the other currencies are not looking good.
1: All the other currencies are seeing some harsh bear reactions. But during any bear market, it's the best time for an organization or anybody to build, and to rebuild, and to get things prepared. So right now, we're in a preparatory stage. As we saw very recently with the EU launching and releasing marketing crypto assets, the new regulatory body, it gave us time to be able to, and this is giving us more time to be able to make sure that we have the right regulations in place for when the market picks back up. It will pick back
0: up. Yeah, okay, does. Okay. And moving from that, are we going to see regular currency disappear? Is it all going to be replaced by digital currency? I'm talking government level.
1: Yes, in my personal opinion, it will absolutely be replaced. Ew. Digital currency is the future. We just need to be able to figure out how we're backing the assets properly. Our financial system right now is on a very, very large decline globally, specifically in the United States, because we've been basing our system
0: off the fractional reserves system. One that working? It's not worked. It has never worked, <laughs> and I don't think it will. The U S dollar is basically a legal tender, right? So it's a, just an IOU paper with a number on it. Promissory notes. Yep. You know,
1: so we should be migrating into a new system that's backed by different assets. One of the assets that's being talked about is gold. Another one is a purpose-based system. Another one is a technological based system, but the sum of all of it, the main backing that we actually see. You look at it from time perspective and you look at it from an energy consumption perspective. So we will be going someday into a model that is based off of time and energy consumption, which will give the value to a dollar.
0: Okay. Because everyone's saying, oh, you know, cryptocurrencies, they're consuming a lot of uh, energy to be managed, blah, blah, blah. And it's not good. It's destroying the environment. Well, I have to say one thing. Have you ever been to a place place where they print money? Oh. I can' tell you they're just these huge large printers that run on something that comes from wood. wood at its own, uh, you know, needs to be cultivated. So when you look at the whole system from the you know from the wood to your pocket, in my opinion, it's more energy uh, uh, deficient than uh, mining for coins. So I don't think they're right there. But you know, that's, that's a different topic. Uh, one thing which I wanted to ask you, there's a new concept that came a few days ago, which is called refi. Regenerative finance. Yes. What's that? Tell us about oh my gosh. it. It's creating systems on the blockchain
1: that are with the focus of regenerating the world. So one of the bigger use cases that can happen with it is actually waste management and being able to create new blockchain mechanisms that have recycling portions that are directly into it, recirculating, reinventing, and changing the world incredibly. So an awesome concept. It's very, very useful. It can be used in the supply chain for food management. It can be used for just about anything that helps us to regenerate the world
0: that's around us. Wow. So in the end of it all, we're not going to be destroyed. 30% of us, were going to be out of a job. We're going to learn new jobs, have more time for ourselves, more time for our families, be more creative, enjoy the life we live in, uh, refi things, so uh, regenerate the world we live in, yeah. focus more on preserving the world, lay, uh, more than consumption. So we're on a good track here. I think we're on a great track. I really do. I see such a great future. Really? Yeah, because, uh, you know, I see a lot of worrying people around us and uh, people are not. It's really open for this change.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people are resistant on change. Technology is the one scary thing for most people. And it typically just becomes because it's so new. When there's a new idea that's implemented or a new idea that's spread, people want to resist change. However, that resistance mechanism has actually decreased over time. The younger generations, younger generation before myself, uh, they're picking up and they're adapting to things so much quicker than everybody else. We look at that over time too. So we look at your generation and your generation not having the technology that my generation had. I had a
0: phone, you mentioned, you got a phone. When was the first time that you had a phone? Oh, yeah. it was uh, beginning of 2000, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, actually it was 1998. It was the first time, Ninety seven, ninety eight. It was the first time that I had my own personal phone. And the first time I touched one was in 1996.
1: Wow. Yeah. so that would make you about 20-ish a little bit yeah there yeah so I, I mean i had my first phone at seven years old. <laughs> that's different and my daughter she's seven uh, years old she was born with one. Uh, with one that's where i'm going with it the younger generations over time are adapting to these new technologies quicker and quicker they're being born with these technologies so they're knowing how to use it and they're knowing how to see how it falls over time so they pick up things
0: yeah well, my, my daughter she was like two years, she couldn't read, but she would take the phone, go on YouTube, find the video she liked, but she couldn't read anything. So, you know, when you look at that, clearly there's a new learning system that needs to be in place and to replace the, the yes. old ones. Like you've been saying, that's, that's the way we're going. Absolutely. Otherwise we are for real going to be obsolete if we do not do that.
1: Absolutely, And we need to be able to create systems that are going to help us to learn quicker. That's really what I want to see and hope to see with AI and with blockchain as well, to be able to create new educational systems that help progress information and help them to adapt to the information quick. Because we're moving soon.
0: Wow. Um, tell me one more thing. Um, our listeners, you know, and our show is called Yumi Connect and our listeners are people that are either in the Middle East or in Europe, they do want to just move around and uh, all decisions. Is AI and blockchain going to help us move quicker, faster and safer? Absolutely.
1: No question. It's going to be able to unite the world a lot more. these new systems is going to be able to bring so many people together. I mean, the one thing that we have seen over time, we're in an interesting state in the world with some of the war stuff and all the confusion, the conflict, we will start to move towards a safer and a smarter world where we all unite. And these technologies will give us the tools and will give us the ability
0: to do so. So it's very positive future for the rest of the world. Well, hopefully I'm going to get to see that. Oh, so, definitely. Well, Blake, uh, first of I want to thank you. We're about to be at the end of the show. I want you to give a message from the IT world to our listeners at, at the end of the show. What do you have to tell? Me?
1: Keep learning. Keep learning as much as you possibly can. Keep educating yourself on the new things that are coming so you can help to be able to transform this world that we're going into.
0: Thank you very much, Blake, for all that. Thank you for connecting and for being on Human Connect. Thanks
1: for having me. You're the best. Thank you so much.